Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Poor Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. I'm in a very good mood, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in a very, very good mood. Um, I want to start off by saying this. There are a lot of new people watching this, uh, listening to this podcast, watching this podcast, whatever it might be. And I want to welcome you, you clap clap for yourselves and all of us who have regularly been coming to this podcast clap for yourselves i want to acknowledge you new listeners um thank you so much for finding this podcast thank you so much for listening um thank you for taking out the time um and welcome to the family because what we do here is that we get better together um we we look at the word of god and we we understand that the word of god is still applicable to our lives here in 2020 um over 2000 years thousands of years later because the scripture didn't start 2000 years ago thousands of years later this is a living word and we prove that every day in this podcast um god is with you god is with us um and I'm just so thankful that all of you guys just continue to listen to this podcast. We're on episode 72. Like I was even talking with my cousin yesterday and it's just crazy. That I don't even remember recording 72 episodes, but apparently we're on episode 72 according to, you know, math, but whatever. So. We're going to get into this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get into this. We got a lot to cover. Um, The topic that I wanted to cover today was around success. Um, I know I can say for myself and for many young people like ourselves, you know, all over the world, we are thirsty for success. Success is something that we all want. And we, although we may have different definitions, of course, those things find kind of some type of similarity, some deno- common denominator when it comes to being financially stable, having a stable family and whatever it might be, um, or just, you know, excelling to different positions in different companies. And that's what we're supposed to be going for. That success, success, like it's, it's there, you know, we all want success. Um, and, I have finally come to the place where through a lot of the Holy Spirit communicating with me and a lot of self-reflection, I realized that my definition of success was completely self-centered. My definition of success relied on vainglory, was founded on vainglory, my own glorification. But as I've come to strengthen my relationship with God, get closer to God, I'm realizing that the, the, the plans I had for my life, the ideas I had, the visions I had were all to glorify myself and not to glorify God. And I believe, and according to the scripture, we were put on this planet to glorify God. Ladies and gentlemen, you were put on this planet to glorify God. This is before you understood how grades worked in school. This is before you understood how different positions worked in different companies. This is before you found a passion for whatever you have a passion for. The reason why you are on this planet is to fulfill God's will in your life and ultimately glorify God. Ladies and gentlemen, I need us to understand this. We're in a generation, we have shaped a society where it's all about following your dreams. And look here, great. I understand that in many contexts, that's a great thing to say. That's a great thing to talk about. But we also have to understand, and we're going we're gonna to break this down on episode, that this idea, the vision that we have of success, if this is not a vision from God, if this is not a purpose given to you by God, it is not success. That is not success. Is a distraction. If the vision you have for yourself ends with just you being comfortable on this planet without there any without there being any space to glorify God, that is not a that is not success. That is the devil's trap for you, 
for you to get to a place in life and continue to chase that in life where you're comfortable, where you're in a place where everything's cool, everything is stable. And ultimately, that stability, that comfort is distracting you from the fact that there are things that God wants you to do on this earth before you die, before you come back, before you go to him. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to break that down. Um, before I say that, like, let me let me back up real quick. If you have any topic suggestions, you have any questions, ladies and gentlemen, go to www.unnecessarysociated.com slash askchurchboy. Um, and I want to hear from you guys. I want this to be a dialogue. You know, I come up here and I talk all the time. I want this to be a dialogue. If you have any questions, I'm happy to understand it because I'm happy to answer it because I need us all to be on the same boat as we move forward um, towards enhancing our relationship with God through Christ. So the big theme of this entire episode is I want you to understand who God is. We have many names for God amongst there being Father, Abba Father, Jehovah, Jehovah Nisi, um, everything, everything. Um, but I want I want to I want us to to picture God in a certain way because this is who he is. And I feel like we don't really grasp what this means. God is the orchestrator, the orchestrator, God is the orchestrator. Why am I calling God the orchestrator? Um, Ultimately, what I want you to gain from this episode is that you do not have to worry about how your life ends up. Let's stop that today. Let's stop worrying about how successful we become in life. Let's take a step towards that today. Um, And I want you to realize that your life is not your own. That you, when you gave your life to Christ, and if you haven't, I encourage you to, because it's the best thing you'll ever, the best decision you'll ever make in your life. When you've given your life to Christ, you must understand that you have given your life away. Which means that you are no longer the captain of your own life, but you have said, God, you are the captain of my own life. Which means you are now acquiescing, succumbing, giving away. To God's plan in your life and you have now taken the back seat. So let's break this stuff down. Um, I want us to understand, right, that as we are so concerned chasing after success and doing the things that we need in order to be successful every day, we get up, we do our homework, we do all these different things. And, and I'm not saying don't do your homework. I'm not saying don't do things to get towards the goals you have in your life. But do understand that when your definition of success is not rooted in God, you understand that you're doing things to reach this stability, these riches or whatever, instead of being concerned with glorifying God. Your life is a testament to God. Your life is a vessel for God. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, what does it say? And I I said the same thing last week. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. This is what the word of God says. It says we are his workmanship. Look up the definition of workmanship. And we are created unto good works. And this is the real kicker for me right here. It says God hath pre had before ordained that we should walk in them, which means that when you were put on this planet, there were already good works that you were preordained to do, to walk into. Ladies and gentlemen, do understand this. We have come to the place where we have shaped the vision of our lives and how we want things to work out, what we want to be, what we want to do and all that different stuff. But don't you understand that you were created And even before you were created, there were tasks 
that you needed to accomplish before you came to heaven, before you left this earth. And they have been preordained for you. Imagine living a life chasing after success when that your definition of success, when God never meant for that to be the definition of success in your life. Hmm. Man, there's like the J. Cole verse that's like where he's saying, like, you came so far, but you went the wrong way. Oh, I'm sorry, Cole. I let you down. But you if you know if you're a J. Cole fan, you know exactly what verse I'm talking about. But it's just like you've you've come so far in life chasing after that success, but you went the wrong way. Wouldn't that be so sad? We have to understand that if we are God's workmanship, like it says in Ephesians chapter two, verse ten, then we are not we are not the workmen. We are not the person that's calling the shots. We are the vessel. We are the role players. This is God's script. And he's casted you to play a role. You are a role player. I'm going to go to another place in Joshua chapter five. This is Old Testament, right? And you look, you read the book of Joshua. And I've talked about the book of Joshua a little briefly, but I really implore you guys to read the book of Joshua, at least like the first half, because this is what I'm going to be talking about, where you have Joshua, who is now taking leadership over the children of Israel after Moses has passed. And it's time for them to enter the promised land. God has promises, promised them this land, and they have to go to war with all the people who are living there already to occupy this land. Um, and as they cross I believe it's the Jordan River. They get to a place and Joshua, who's like the commander of the army at this point, he's, you know, he, he, he has an experience with an angel of the Lord. And I'm going to read it right now in Joshua chapter five, starting at verse 13, it says, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, there stood a man over against him that with his sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went unto him and said unto him, look at this, art thou for us? The children of Israel, right? Are thou for us or are thou or or for our adversaries? And he said, the man said, nay. Translation, neither. But as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And look what he said. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, what saith my Lord unto his servant? May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, let this hit home. Oh, what just happened? What just happened is that Joshua had this idea, right? You know, although, you know, God gave him this task, he had this idea that I'm the captain. Are you for my team, our team, or are you for our enemy's team? Which team are you on? Which pick a side. And the angel of the Lord said, I'm on neither of your teams. I'm I'm the captain of the host of the Lord. And now I come. And Joshua had a realization in that moment that this isn't my team versus their team. <laughs> that this was God versus everything. And I am now a role player. In God's plan. God is not on my team. 
the the real question to ask is am i on god's team the real question to ask yourself is is god supporting me on my journey to success or is my success defined in what god has for me ladies and gentlemen this is the mindset this is the shift that we have to make Joshua had to shift himself from being the captain of the army of Israel to understanding, like he said in verse 14, what saith my Lord unto his servant? Do you understand that he went from a position of, are you for us? Are you against us? To now kneeling on his face to the angel of the Lord saying, I'm your servant. What do you want from me? So now you realize that this whole story in Joshua is not going to be um, about the success of his leadership this wasn't about joshua being a successful leader of the children of israel no no it was about fulfilling god's promise because god gave a promise to abraham that you guys are going to occupy this land it was about god dealing with the canaanites because the people that were in there were doing terrible things and god had to cast judgment on the people that were in that land it was about God being glorified because every time that Joshua came, Joshua and the children of Israel came to an obstacle, came to an enemy. Every time, look at, read the book of Joshua. It says that God delivered them into their hands. God delivered them into their hands. You read about the story of Jericho, how the wall came tumbling down, not because they bashed on the wall, but because they let out they they did exactly what god said to walk around the city however many times and then let out a shout and then the wall came tumbling down what <laughs> who else can get the glory from that story but god joshua had to realize that this is not my success story this is not about my success this is about god's glorification this is about me playing my part as a servant in god's plan so now we have to recognize three things. There's three things I want us to recognize. The first thing, if you believe now that success is, fulfill, is fulfilling God's tasks in your life, because that's what true success is, right? Then the primary thing you would be doing each day is making sure that you are in tune with God. Ladies and gentlemen. A successful life is not a life where you make a lot of money. It's not a life where, you know, you have no problems. A successful life is a life where you have done everything that God has asked you to do. And if you believe that, the second thing is then you must admit that you are not the captain of your life. God is the captain and you are the servant. Whatever God wants you to do, you doing that is success. So you have to know what God wants you to do. You are following orders. You are not the captain. <laughs> You're not the one to make the orders. You are the one to follow them. You are the servant. And last but not least, if you believe success is fulfilling God's tasks in your life, yeah, then you have to admit that while following him, it is impossible to miss <laughs> success. It's impossible to miss. You understand how simply understanding this, rather than you focusing on, I have to get this career, I have to get this, I have to get that, I have to make this much money. Now it shifts from, God, what do you want me to do? God, I go here, I go there. God, okay, how do I do this? Oh, what do you want me? 
your brain now shifts from doing what you think you need to be doing to always referring to God. What do you need me to be doing? <laughs> oh, man. For me, what this does for me is that it lifts the weight off of my shoulders because my entire life I've been I've 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 been so I I need to do this. I need to do that so I can be successful one day. I want to be successful and I want to be successful one day. And you're probably the same. But then you realize that, you know, hey, there are specific things that you're supposed to be doing. There are things like we read in Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. That were preordained good works for you to walk in them. Those good works can have nothing to do with you having a family. Those good works can potentially have nothing to do with everything going right in your life. Those good works can potentially have nothing to do with you being financially stable ever. Those good works can potentially have nothing to do with you getting good grades or you getting your dream job. And the thing is, this is not the message that everyone wants to hear it's a hard message to it's a hard pill to swallow that this vision that you have in your life, it is if it is not from God, it could potentially never come. But remember that you've given your life to Christ, that this place is not the end all be all. This earth is not the end all be all. This earth is not the riches of this earth. Moth, moth and rust can destroy them. Once you die, then what? The true destination, the true places where we cast our riches are up there in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy it. Understand that we are role players in God's orchestration. He's the composer and he's the orchestrator. He is the one moving the pieces. He is the one that has preordained your path and it's time for us to work, to walk into that. Understand that because of this, we don't have to live with the weight of having to be successful on our shoulders. No matter where it comes from, no matter where the pressure comes from, we do not have to live with that weight. We don't have to live with that weight because God is the one as we are just following him, God is the one that's moving the pieces. If you are somebody who has walked in the path that God has wanted you to walk, then you can testify right now. You know exactly the moment that I'm talking about in your life when you realize I'm not even supposed to be here, but I'm here because of God. And he is now open doors. Doors are opening. Some are closing, right? But those are closing for me to stay on track to where he wants me to go. Any door that is supposed to be open, that is closed, became open because you're following God's lead. I want to read Isaiah chapter uh, 20, 43 verses 2 and 4. And when I read this place and I've read it before, but this time it finally clicked that I don't have to worry about what happens next as long as I am serving God. This is why it clicked, because he's the one man. He's the one that's going to make it happen when he wants to make it happen. And whatever is going to happen is what he wants to happen. And it's going to be the best for me. It's going to be the best for you. In Isaiah 43, verse 2 and 4, it starts off, this is God talking. This is God talking through the prophet Isaiah. He said, who raised up the righteous man from the east, called him to his foot, gave the nations before him, and made him rule over kings. He gave them as the dust to his sword and as driven stubble to his bow. He pursued them and passed safely even by the way that he had not gone with his feet, who hath wrought and done it? Calling, ha, glory to his name. Calling the generations from the beginning. Oh my God. It says, I, the Lord, 
the first and with the last i am he god is the orchestrator we look at this passage it said who raised up the righteous man god raised up the righteous man god called the righteous man god gave the nations before the righteous man made him ruler over kings the righteous man he did he gave the, the kings and the nations as dust to the righteous man's sword. He even saw through uh, the righteous man to make sure that he can even go through places that we he had not gone before. And you have to understand that he has wrought it. He has done it. He had called the generations from the beginning because it's all been preordained. The path for you to walk. You're so worried about success. But then in this in this verse, it tells me that. God is the one that's going to use me, the vessel. <laughs> I'm so worried about raising up, but God is the one that's going to raise me up. I'm so worried about but about conquering the nations and the kings, but God is the one who's going to deliver them as it says dust to my sword. Ladies and gentlemen, God is the orchestrator. So when you submit your life to Christ, you submit your life to God. <laughs> God can use you. As a part of his plan, like you were like like you like he was supposed to do even before you came into this earth. Preordained. <laughs> it didn't say ordained at some point. No, no. Preordained. Oh man. So once you realize that success isn't what the world says. It's not the stability. It's not the comfortability. It's not the nice house. It's not all those different things. Not not quite. Not quite. Not quite. There are successful people in this world with less than $100 in their bank account, according to the word of God today. But in fact, it's fulfilling God's tasks. Yeah. Then you understand that the most important thing in this life is to make sure that you are in rhythm with God. You are on the same page. You are on the same path that he wants you to be on. That you are where he wants you to be. That you are submitting to him. That you are in service to him. That is the main thing. It's not making sure that you do all your work. It's not making sure that you hit every mark. It's not making sure. It's making sure that when you wake up in the in the word. Wake up in the morning. That the first thing you do is you open your word of God. And you make sure you know exactly who God is in your life. You familiarize yourself with his character. You familiarize yourself. And even the Holy Spirit can direct you in different messages that he wants you to understand. You have to understand that now going to church has become a priority. It's not something that you do when you feel like it. It's, it's become a priority. Because the Bible says, forsake ye not the assembly of yourself. <laughs> you understand that the most important thing in your life is making sure that your spirit is in tune with God because he's the orchestrator. He's the one that makes everything play out in tune, just like this. Every time that you get distracted, every time that you, that you want to chase something else after you fall off tune, you're off tune. You're out of tune. Make sure that your eyes is on the orchestrator. Make sure that your eyes is on God. He's going to tell you what to do. 
He's going to be the one to raise you up. He's going to be the one to take you place. He's going to be the one to open doors. And, you know, it's not just about you doing A, B, C, and D because you can do A, B, C, and D. But until God says you'll be doing A, B, C, and D for however long he wants you to. Ladies and gentlemen, accept the fact that God is the orchestrator. He's preordained your path. It's time for you to put all your energy primarily into a relationship with him. Let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this message, God. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that whoever is listening to this right now, oh God, you, you're listening to this right now, God. You're listening to this right now. I pray, Lord, that you please bless Whoever is listening to this, let it be stained in the back of their heads, oh God. And you, the listener, understand this. Father, help them to understand this, to accept it, to understand the truth. I, I gave them the word. I gave, I, I gave them my citations. This is not stuff that I made up, oh God. This is the truth. God, help us, Father God, to get away from just trying to be successful according to whatever standards we come up with in our head, Father God, and understand that there's one definition, true definition of success, although it may be acted out in different ways, God, but it's making sure that we are fulfilling the good works that you have preordained for us to walk in. That's it right there. That should be our main concern, Father. Help us to walk in them, Lord Jesus, and help us, Father God, for some of us who don't know our purpose, Lord Jesus, help us, Father God, to understand our purpose, to understand what it means to glorify God, to understand what it is exactly that you want us to be doing every day that we wake up, Lord Jesus. Speak to us, O God. Speak to us, O God. Give us the answer. Help us to understand, O God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to get rid of the distractions, O God, and to focus on you, the orchestrator, so we can always be in tune so we could always be on the right path, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this message. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you dare try to be greedy and not share this message. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, please, please, please share it with them. Please share it with them. I love you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope that you listen to this message time and time again, time and time again, until it stains inside your head. And I'm probably going to do the exact same thing because I'm telling you, this is the Holy Spirit. This is God's words. It's not my words. And I'm learning from this just as much as you guys are. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. I love you guys. Have an amazing week. Peace.